This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. The Buck Sexton Show. Leaks, leaks, and more leaks. That's what I get from this morning's data dump in the news cycle. You got NBC News, NBC News, like MSNBC, of course. Uh, Intelligence officials say Putin personally involved in election hack. That is quite an escalation, isn't it? Last week it was... Russia did it to help Donald Trump. And now it's Vladimir Putin was personally involved in the whole thing. Um, You can say that this is the result of excellent detective work and that clearly this just came about because the people who are doing the investigating in the IC who are looking at this. Remember, as intelligence, not really as evidence, per se, and then I got to bring a prosecution against Vladimir Putin. Uh, that they all of a sudden have really uh, relevant information that they've stumbled upon, that now we see that they're able to put together not just the motive, but, if you will, the mastermind of this whole thing. And unsurprisingly, they are now saying through a leak that it's Vladimir Putin. Now, this will be reported on across the media as gospel. Nobody's going to stop and say, hold on a second, this is one voice from inside the intelligence community Is this an Obama appointee, as in like the head of the CIA? Who's actually saying this? Is it a partisan political figure who happens to work inside the intelligence community in some capacity? Or are we to take this as the sort of across-the-board truth of the situation? Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know exactly how the media is going to play this, uh, except that they're going to say, that this is now the the new reality, right? I mean, are, are they going to sort of dig a little deeper and get some additional sourcing? Maybe. That's a possibility. But in the meantime, I can see a very realistic, I can see a very real, realistic scenario uh, in which we now spend the next week debating the depth of Putin's involvement in this without ever stopping to think, hold on a second, is Vladimir Putin, he really oversaw this operation? Keep in mind that this would mean, as we've gone over this week, and I know I've led off with this, for a few days this week, but I do think it's the most important news story currently out there under discussion because it's it's really just all about the incoming Trump administration, and it's about the Democrats uh, having a complete fit because they know that they have lost control of, or they will soon lose control of the United States government. They've had it for eight years, and they've gotten really used to it, and they really like it, and they have no interest whatsoever in allowing power to transition. So... That's where we are here. Um, That is the reality of the situation. And the leaks that are coming out, which, by the way, would generally be considered, I would assume, classified information, certainly based on classified sources. You know, this is playing dirty. But you'll notice that there weren't a lot of leaks from inside the intelligence community while Obama was in office that were specifically meant to damage the administration. There were plenty when Bush was in office. And now Trump is going to be taking the helm as commander-in-chief 
And before he even is commander-in-chief, there are leaks specifically meant to undermine his presidency, to undermine him, um, and to create, as I've said, an across-the-board excuse, not just for opposing Donald Trump or for criticizing him or viewing him as a less-than-fantastic president, but for treating him with complete and utter disdain. That's the real goal here. The goal is not to have uh, a Trump administration that is kept in check. The goal is not to speak truth to power. I mean, they want to kneecap this administration. They want to just take it out of action as much as possible. Well, I'll get into some of the, the legal preparations they're making for that as well. They're essentially going to be gathering up a form of, of lawfare and filing. You know, they, they see no difference between, say, the Obama administration, which I think lost in federal court 14 times. I think that was the number. And just piling lawsuit after lawsuit or frivolous lawsuit after frivolous lawsuit up against the Trump administration and creating a lot of press around it and, and trying to create this perception that Trump is you know, a lawless tyrant and all this other stuff. Of course, Putin now, because he's going to be treated as the man behind this whole hack, uh, Putin is getting a lot of attention from across the sort of commentariat. Uh, they're even talking about a sort of what I would call a Russo mercantilism, because what is the real end goal of a lot of Putin's meddling and a lot of what's going on with the Russian states? With Washington Post writes, Putin has consistently spoken about the need for modern Russia to have friends. Unlike during the Cold War, Russia is not trying to transform the world order with its own ideology. Russia does not need world revolution. It needs to parlay its status as a master of disruption into a magnet for business partners, end quote. So it is sort of like a, a neo-Russo mercantilism. It's just chasing profits at, at any end. It's, it's an, interesting, uh, an interesting ethos or sort of mission statement for an enormous state that, as we've talked about, still does have many millions of, I'm sorry, many uh, thousands of nuclear weapons and so millions and millions of nuclear weapons. That would be even scarier. At, at that point, Uncle Yuri really would be selling him off the back of a truck. Let's hope that already hasn't happened. So Putin has been pushing for business interests around the world. And I, I know this also then raises some hackles with people because of the Rex Tillerson appointment. But yet again, I, I don't think it's fair to judge a person based on the job they used to have um, and say that they're going to approach another entirely different job that's supposed to serve the American people as though they're doing the same thing they used to do, right? I mean, it's like saying, well, if you're a if you're a public defender, then can you go and become a federal prosecutor? I mean, of course, the answer is yes. Right. I mean, this you would never say that. And I know this is that's within the scope of the same job. And, uh, but, you know, you're going on one side, or you're going on the other side. People wouldn't ha wouldn't find that strange. Uh, I also think there's a case to be made here for why very wealthy uh, business leaders are an interesting choice to be the most senior government officials that we have. Um, the Clintons certainly showed us that some people will use public office to enrich themselves. For some people, public office is really just an excuse to make a lot of money and to become very powerful. Um, I, I think uh, going forward, we recognize that that's a bad recipe. That's problematic. We don't really want people running for office who overwhelmingly view the office as a stepping stone to uh, wealth and power. 
people who are already powerful and wealthy certainly can overstep and you can argue that the richer somebody is the more they you know the richer they are the greedier they become or you know power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely but rex tillerson's worth 300 million dollars of exxon stock uh we're really going to assume that he would sell out the interests of his country because he was friendly with putin when he had to do business deals as part of a private corporation um, I, I don't know why that's sort of disqualifying. It is for a lot of people, it seems, uh, or people view it that way. I think we'll find out a lot more in the confirmation hearings, and we'll see. But everyone wants to jump to conclusions, and I shouldn't say everybody, but the media wants to jump to conclusions about all of this right away. Um, I, I should know that, of course, now there is some uh, disinfor- disinformatia uh, that's out there about where the WikiLeaks hack came from. And there's a Daily Mail story. I want to make sure I get this right. With a guy that has a sketchy, let's just say a sketchy uh, background, who's come out and said that the WikiLeaks emails were really a sort of a, you know, and, and I'm talking about the DNC and Podesta hacks, um, that they were the result of sort of cloak, old school cloak and dagger stuff where you've got uh, somebody meeting with somebody in, a park or or in a wooded area, I think, near American University in D.C. So uh, I don't buy that, by the way. But, of course, this does complicate the narrative for the left that or and, and for the Democrats and really for a lot of people in this country, that this was all the result of, a, of hacking and phishing, uh, a phishing scam that got access to all these emails. And they're putting that out there now, too. I, I don't buy that. I, I do think that they got it through the hacking and. This story about somebody, he's sort of connected to WikiLeaks, saying that they got it from an insider. What they're trying to do is at least establish some narrative that the information about the DNC and Podesta's emails were not illegally obtained, because that's the big sticking point, right? Democrats love leaks. Somebody who has access to information and puts it out there, the media loves that. They, in fact, even love it when we're talking about U.S. government information that's sensitive and that could be very damaging when it's out there in the public sphere, damaging to American interests. I don't just mean, I don't just mean damaging to you know, certain government officials and, and whatnot. Um, in this case, there's at least going to be some uh, uh, some skepticism applied by those who are working overtime to believe this WikiLeaks guy. But I am personally uh, still of the mindset that, yeah, Russia did this. Hacking happens all the time. Oh, just in case we, you know, if, if we want to put this into some kind of perspective here, by the way, Yahoo has said, uh, this just came out today, I believe, uh, or was it yesterday? It was yesterday. Yahoo told everybody that in September, there were 500 million user accounts that were hacked, uh, September of this year, and they were hacked in 2014. Uh, in fact, a different hacking attack in 2013 compromised more than 1 billion accounts. So while we're all supposed to be uh, completely freaked out and at DEFCON 1, and oh my gosh, what are we going to do? I can't believe they got into the DNC's emails, and I can't believe they were able to get access to John Podesta's personal account. A billion accounts hacked? What are the chances? I mean, there's only 6 billion or maybe 7 billion now people on the planet. Think of all the access that those hackers may have had. And Yahoo thinks, by the way, that that was, uh, the, that was a state-sponsored attack of some kind. 
So we're we're already approaching a reality, I think, or those who are paying attention, being honest, realize we're approaching a reality where you have to assume that your email system could be compromised and countless hundreds of millions of people have already had their email accounts compromised. A billion people have had it just at Yahoo alone. And, but, and that hack, uh, I should note, included passwords, date of birth, phone numbers, names, and everything. Everything. How this hasn't, maybe it has had a bit. I don't follow stock prices and stuff, but I would assume that that's, this is bad. Bad news for Yahoo, which actually just got acquired, I think, by Verizon uh, for a whole lot of money. Um, Yahoo still has more than a billion active users. That is astonishing to me. I have not used Yahoo. I didn't even, it's been years. I have not used Yahoo in years. Um, but anyway, we're back to the, back to the leaks for a second. Uh, there, there's no official word that will come out on this, um, in terms of a Capitol Hill briefing. Uh, Congress is upset about that. Clearly this is political. Uh, clearly, there are senior figures in the IC, and I mean, look, there's a fig- there's a photo of Brennan on FoxNews.com right now, CIA director. So, I mean, I'm not the only one who's coming to a pretty obvious conclusion there. Uh, there are people that want a little payback against the tr- against the Trump team, against the Trump administration, and if that means that they're going to take this whole Putin hacked Hillary because he doesn't like her, I mean, they're saying it's personal, by the way. This is the story that NBC News reported on a high-level intelligence source said the campaign began began as a vendetta against Hillary Clinton. The goal grew into an effort to expose corruption in U.S. politics and to undermine America's international credibility, according to NBC. So from the beginning, it was to undermine Hillary. Well, that seems strange to me. Why they go into the why they hack RNC accounts, too? Or did they? We can't even seem to get confirmation on that. Look, ultimately... The American people are allowed to make their decisions, their electoral decisions, based on whatever information they want. And whatever's out there is out there. And this is the world we live in now. And even if Democrats are able to prove, or if the IC comes out, forget about the Democrat side of it for a second, the IC comes out and says that, yeah, Putin was behind this, he ordered it, it's all Putin, pooty poot Putin, he's the guy, and he hates Hillary, and that's why he did this, and we think it had an appreciable impact on the election, well, tough. It doesn't change anything. You can't give a, as I said, a hacker's veto to somebody. You can't say that, well, because a foreign government hacked into some someone's account during an election or put out information, let's just say, during an election and it changed it. It, it doesn't, it's not the fault of the campaign that won. So you're not going to have a redo as much as I know there are some Democrats who really secretly and even not so secretly want that to happen won't change anything. So what is this? And by the way, the security aspects of this are largely irrelevant, meaning there's not going to be anything that comes out of this from a security end that people um, people will be able to do to stop this in the future. Buck Sexton on the Blaze Radio Network.
Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. 